0: Welcome to another podcast by Victoria Point Baptist Church. We are glad you have joined us today. If you would like to connect with us as we aim to introduce people to Jesus by connecting with our local community and beyond, you can find out more at vpbc.com.au. Matthew and the team. Uh, Our theme for the year is uh, the Discipleship Challenge to Grow and to Go. And uh, we've been looking at various aspects of the life of the disciple. And uh, the last couple of weeks, and we'll continue today, we've been looking at the Holy Spirit and having an understanding of just how essential that is uh, to our Christian experience. Uh, most of us are aware that we should read the fine print, uh, but most of us don't. <laughs> uh, if there's a lot of pages and a lot of print, normally what we do is we just flick over very cl- quickly to get to the bit where we sign it and we we give it back. But there's good reason sometimes for us to read the fine print because there's information in there that makes a big difference to the outcome. And uh, most contracts uh, these days are sort of scrutinised by the industry and so we're reasonably safe in signing them. Uh, But there are times that we miss out because we're not aware of certain things and so all the information is important. Uh, And when we do get caught out or or when we do miss something or when we fail to understand something there's normally a fair bit of pain that goes with that and it's the same for us in our christian journey Uh, truth sets us free truth is important and if we don't grasp it and understand it it means that we're going to miss out and so today we're going to look at some aspects uh, of truth and information because jesus constantly talked about come to me and I'll give you life, come to me and I'll give you a new way of living, uh, a new uh, way of looking at life, a a new way of existing. And so there's this new and living way that Jesus constantly talks about. And this morning we're going to reflect on that and what it means to us when we consider God's spirit and we consider the difference that that makes. And so if you have your Bibles, if we go to Romans chapter 8... You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit. If the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. Now, in this passage today, we're going to read that word if several times. And it's important for us to understand, I suppose, its reflection. Because it's not really saying or wanting to cause doubt. It's not like saying, well, if you have. It's really a, a coming from that place of letting us know the consequence of a decision that we have made. So rather than causing doubt, it's saying, if you have repented and believed in Jesus, you have the Spirit of God living within you. That's a fact. So it's not questioning whether we believe or we repent, <laughs> it's actually saying, If you have believed in Jesus as God's Son, if you believed in Him for the forgiveness of sin, if you believed and repented, then you have the Spirit within you. Don't doubt. Don't question it. You have the Spirit within you. And then he clarifies it really quickly and clearly. In fact, if you don't have the Spirit, you're not a Christian. So we have this assurance. It's a passage that gives us the assurance. If we believe in Jesus, if we've repented... Uh, then we have the spirit how good is that now we have to enter into this commitment Uh, there has to be that genuine encounter with Jesus but when we repent and believe we have the assurance of knowing that God comes and makes his home within us by his spirit so it is a universal and a a initial gift we get that when we're born again and it's available to all who believe And so it's one of those, I wouldn't call it fine print, because nothing in the Bible is hidden or in small print, but it's something uh, that we have to grasp and understand because it flows on to almost every aspect of our life. So if we've repented and believed, then the consequence is we receive His Spirit. How good is that? That's good news. So there's no other hoops to jump through, there's no other conditions, there's no limitations It's not an exclusive thing. Uh, If we believe and repent, we have God's Spirit living within us. Now, if you're unsure about the believing and the repenting part, you need to have a conversation with Sam and myself. We need to clarify that. If you're in any way unsure about the believing and repenting. But if you know that you have, you need to know this. You have God's Spirit within you. You're His instrument. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, the outworking of God's Spirit is something that we'll talk about in just a little while. But we need to have this assurance. We need to know that we have access to the God's power. We have this potential to hear from God, for Him to, to guide us and direct us. So, there's sort of no um, elite spiritual upgrade where you have Jesus and then you get the Spirit... <laughs> when you receive jesus when you receive by faith you receive god's spirit and that's what paul's trying very hard to make sure that we understand well why is this so important Uh, without the spirit we're nothing (laughs) without the spirit we're just nothing (laughs) and so the spirit brings life the spirit gives us a power the spirit enables us to live out the life that we're called to live Now there are times of course of renewing and refreshing, there's times when the Spirit uh, particularly anoints someone for a particular time or even a task and so you and I will have new experiences of the Spirit all of the time, that's normal and natural but we need to be aware that we don't have to doubt, do I have the Spirit? If you are a Christian, if you put faith in Christ, you are. And so this is the starting point. We cannot really move any further without this assurance because we rely on God's Spirit for everything. If we do anything in our own strength, if we do anything according to our own plans, it'll amount to nothing. So this morning, I want to make sure that we entrench in our thinking and we're aware of it every minute of every day. We have the Spirit of God living within us. It needs to be a reality Because without it we have no life no joy no peace we don't have anything without that new life that we have for him we now have the potential that we didn't have before without the spirit we now have the potential for god to control our lives god can lead us and god can guide us Uh, and i've used this before but the best way that i can explain this is using the symbolism of siamese twins (laughs) when siamese twins are born they are connected there's no getting away Uh, where one goes both goes Um, they are linked there's no separation at all but when we become a christian we are cut loose from our old evil nature we are no longer siamese twins with our old sinful nature we are set apart Our old sinful nature still exists so we can choose to connect to it but we have been set apart and set free from our old sinful nature. So before we became Christians we were Siamese twins with our old nature, couldn't do anything about it, couldn't get away from it, it controlled us but now we've been set free and we have liberty, sinful nature still exists but we have the potential to live our lives separate from it. And that's really important because that's the basis by which we start each and every day i am a christian i have god's spirit within me i've been set free and liberated from my old sinful nature today i can say yes to god and no to self really fundamental but really really important there's another aspect of this new life but if christ is in you you're your body is dead because of sin yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness Uh, in the reading that frank brought it probably says it's a little bit better because it talks about how we are not in the realm of the physical but we are now in the realm of the spiritual our spirit never dies my body will wear out Uh, there'll be a day when my my heart stops beating (laughs) And that will be the end of my physical body but my spiritual body or anyone's spirit lives forever it's eternal there's eternity attached and so we see here how not only are we given new life and we're set apart from our old nature because we receive god's spirit but because we have god's spirit you and i now live in the realm of the spiritual this is a good thing (laughs) This is a very good thing, because the moment that we were born, we started to die. The moment I took my first breath, I started to take some of my last breaths. So this physical existence that we have, if that's all it is, is limited and temporary. And so God gives us this new life by giving us His Spirit, because we're taken from the physical and the material world, we're taken from a body that's dying... And our existence is now in the spirit. So physically, you and I are still connected to Adam. We still suffer the consequences of Adam's sin. And so from that moment that we were born, our bodies are dying. But our spirit, which lasts forever and is eternal, is now connected to God. And God's spirit brings life. So not physical and temporary, but now spiritual and eternal it's really important that we understand we have god's spirit if we don't have god's spirit we're left on our own and we have no capacity to move into the spiritual realm we have no capacity to experience eternity and so this is really important god's spirit brings life because god's spirit brings eternal life there's a problem (laughs) right now you and i have a dying body but we have a living spirit and that's the tension you ever wondered why the christian life is so hard to live do you understand why it's so frustrating and disappointing we want to do one thing but we end up doing the other this is the challenge that you and i have to understand we have a dying body connected to adam but we have a living spirit connected to the second adam jesus and so this is what we need to understand Um, we need to understand that we have the gift of God's Spirit to bring about the transformation. God's Spirit enables a dying body to live with a living Spirit. We're able to do what God wants us to do, even though that our bodies uh, have to catch up, so to speak. Verse 11. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, tick, He is... (laughs) He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the Spirit who lives in you. So our mortal physical bodies will also receive new life. Now this this occurs at two levels. You'll be glad to know that you get a new physical body. After that, I can't answer any questions. (laughs) I don't know what age, I don't know what we're going to look like. In fact, this whole idea of having our bodies resurrected or receiving a new physical body, uh, I don't think it's the form that we should worry about because I think it's beyond human thinking. I don't think my mind can capture it. But what we need to understand is that our bodies will be resurrected. So right now, I have a body that is dying. I have a body because it's connected to the first Adam. I suffer the consequences it's dying but there's a day coming in the future where I will receive a new body I don't know if I get to order it I don't know if I can put in the sizes or the age or the color of my hair I have no idea but I just know it'll be good (laughs) so from a physical dying body connected to Adam I receive a new resurrected body connected to the second Adam Jesus and it's eternal. How good's that? Anyone keen for a new body? I understand. <laughs> so, our mortal bodies this passage is saying the power that raised Jesus' physical body from the dead is the same power that's within you, and one day you too will be resurrected like Jesus and receive a new body. Now, it won't be like Lazarus. Lazarus was brought back to life, but he still had to die. This will be an eternal resurrection. We will have a new body, physical body forever. We will never die. Not only that, but we have to take in how good it is. Our bodies will be liberated from all death and disease and heartache, hardship. No aching muscles, no torn ligaments, no limping. (laughs) How good is that? so when jesus said i have this new and living way he wasn't just saying hey you guys are going to go to heaven he's saying i'm giving you my spirit and the spirit will live in you and the spirit will mean that you're taken from a physical material body into the spiritual realm and you'll never die but just in case you miss it i'm going to give you a brand new physical body as well and it'll be totally liberated from sin and disease So there is a day coming, if your faith is in Christ, if you have repented and believed, you have God's Spirit. That's a fact. But because you have God's Spirit, you have a new life, eternal life, from the physical to the spiritual. But to me, this is the most exciting thing. Although I am keen to get rid of this body, (laughs) although I'm keen to get an upgrade, you know the bestest thing about having a resurrected body? It will be totally in sync with my spiritual one so all this frustration that i have and that you have in me and i have in you at times where we want to do the right thing but we don't where we fail and where we fall short where we're out of step with god's spirit you know all this frustration and stress because we're trying to do the right thing but we can't we still mess up there's a day coming when that's going to disappear (laughs) And our physical new bodies will be totally in sync with our spiritual bodies. Everything we say and do and think will be God-honoring. How good is that? So it's not just that we get a new body, but we finally get over this frustration where our dying body is linked to the living spirit. And we try so hard, but we keep messing up. That's going to end one day in the future, when we receive a new body all because we have god's spirit and our god's spirit takes us what from the physical realm to the spiritual we get an upgrade and it's a wonderful thing so in the future the bible says we will be made complete we'll be made perfect everything will be in line happy days will will be restored to those things. No more physical disease, no more spiritual weakness. But there is another element that we need to talk about. That is in the future. But guess what? God started His work in you and me today. We won't be completed uh, until He comes again or we go to be with Him. But we do need to understand He started this process already because you have god's spirit because i have god's spirit we have the potential all of the time to say yes to god and no to self every minute of every day our lives can be in sync with god's spirit they won't be because we're not perfect yet but they can be because we have that potential because we've been set free from our old nature so there is this sense and we talk about it and bible scholars talk about the now and the not yet The not yet is the new physical body where we'll be made perfect and complete. But the now is God has started that work because He's given us His Spirit and He lives within us. He's at work in us all the time and His work has started. So the Spirit brings blessing at two levels, both now and not yet. And it's all good. (laughs) Then Paul goes to talk on and say, if you have the Spirit... And if you now live in the spiritual realm, and if now you have eternity, and if now you belong to me, then we need to win this battle over our sinful nature. So remember, before we were Christians, we we're Siamese twins with our evil nature. Couldn't get away from it. It controlled it. There was no, we, we couldn't be set free from it. But when we became a Christian, it's like God separates us. So our old sinful nature still exists, but we're separate this is the good news, you and I can say yes to God and no to our old nature. Couldn't do that before without God's Spirit, impossible, but now we can. But we have to win this battle, we have to understand that's our calling. From verse 12 and 13, therefore brothers we have an obligation, doesn't sound like grace does it? And by the way I just want to clarify with the working bee, <laughs> just two hours Just two hours. Yes, I want everyone, but just two hours. I don't think there's any guilt in that. I think that's just a good deal. So, yeah, just to clarify. (laughs) So you're obligated to have one member from each family come along just for two hours. Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation. Doesn't sound like grace, but it is. But it is not to the sinful nature to live according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. If we never die to our sinful nature, if we never say yes to God, if we never accept Jesus, if we don't have that personal encounter with Jesus, our eternity is filled with despair. Horrible thought. Every ounce of God's goodness will go away. There'll be no evidence of God's goodness at any level and we'll be just left in eternity with everything with God out of it. However, if we have believed and repented and we become a child of God, we've received His Spirit, we have life. But there's work to do. And the reason that this word obligation doesn't reek of anything else but grace to me is this. We have an obligation and it makes sense to choose life and not death. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. We just choose life. We have an obligation, because we've got a brain. (laughs) We have an obligation to choose life over death. Therefore, we have an obligation to say yes to God's Spirit and no to our sinful nature. We are obligated because only common sense tells us that. We are obligated because it's the only realistic choice to make. Why would we go down deliberately the path of despair and pain when we can choose a life of blessing? God's spirit brings life but we've got to choose it, we've got to commit to it, we've got to focus in on it. We have the capacity now to say yes to God and no to self but we still have to choose it. It's like a Nike moment, it's no good just aspiring to it, it's no good oh I just wish I could say yes to God, I wish my life was holy and pure, it's no good aspiring to it, you actually just have to do it. And the way that we do it is to focus on the Spirit, listen to the Spirit, and say yes to God. Yes to God. But there's one final thing, there's another blessing that we read in verse 14. And this is a huge benefit. Verse 14 says, Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Now I need to be careful here because. It's a little bit of a can of worms, so I just need to say this right and if I confuse you, um, yeah, talk to me later on. (laughs) But there's sort of two sides, you can sort of flip it around and they both have value. Firstly, this is the foundation we build on. This has nothing to do with how God sees us. So regardless of our actions, regardless of what we do, God loves us unconditionally and limitlessly. So I'm not talking about how God sees us. But I want to highlight something. If we say no to God, we don't feel like a child of God. Now, feelings aren't always accurate. Feelings sometimes fool us. But feelings are still important. So on one hand if we've got good intentions and we mess up sometimes we don't feel like a child of God because we make a mistake. On that side I want to say don't worry about it, don't rely on feelings, the facts of the faith. If you're a child of God you're a child of God. So if you're of good authentic attention and you just make mistakes and you say oh I don't feel like a child of God I want to say you should feel like a child of God because that's what you are. However, On the other side, if we deliberately and intentionally keep saying no to God, we will not feel like a child of God. And when we don't feel like a child of God, we have no comfort of being God's child. We have no encouragement. He will feel distance from us. We will feel miserable because we intentionally say no to Him. And so this sense of the comfort of being a child of God, comes to us as we intentionally say yes to Him. Now, you know full well that I don't live a perfect life. <laughs> and that's not going to change. And I've got news for you, neither will you. But we don't want to doubt that we're a child of God because we sin. That's okay. God's love, remember from His perspective, it doesn't change. He loves us limitlessly. But what I'm talking about, if we choose to say no to God, we'll never experience his comfort. Not the comfort of being a child of God. We are his child, but we won't feel it because he'll feel distant. Because we put distance in the relationship. Sanctification, which is becoming more and more like Jesus because you say yes to the spirit and no to self. Sanctification is not just an ambition of ours it's not just a desire of ours it's not something that we'd like to do sanctification needs to be a process that we commit to and we focus on and we say yes because that's the bestest life and that's where the life is so in summing up the spirit gives birth to new life If you have repented and believed in Jesus, you have the Spirit, no doubt, don't question it, you have the Spirit, that gives birth to new life. This new life is eternal. We get a new body, we're liberated from disease. But not only that, that physical body will also be in perfect sync with God's Spirit. Happy days, how good is that? But bringing about that transformation is both now and not yet. It's still to come, but that doesn't mean we don't work on it now. And we are obligated because we've got a brain. We're obligated because we have common sense. We're obligated because we have wisdom. We're obligated to say yes to God and no to self. And if we do that, we won't be perfect, life won't be perfect, but we will enjoy the comfort of being a child of God not only will be true in fact, but it'll be true in feeling as well. Let's pray. Would you like to take a moment to prepare for communion? If you'd just like to take a moment to reflect and to just unpack the elements. But this morning we're going to celebrate new life. And that new life has come to us because we've received God's Spirit. If you've never had an encounter with Jesus, maybe today is the day. Maybe you feel obligated to be wise and to choose life rather than choose death. If we're Christians already, we might be reminded this morning that having God's Spirit within us is a wonderful thing, so much blessing. But we can't have the Spirit of God in us that brings life, and we can't court death at the same time. We'll be miserable. We have to focus on the sanctification process. Yes, God is gracious, and His love never ends for us, but we have to commit to the process. We have the Spirit. We can, all of us, every time. There's not an opportunity that you and I can't say yes to God if we choose to. So as we take the bread and as we remember His broken body, as we take the cup and we remember His shed blood, we eat and drink and give thanks in remembrance of Him because because of Him, because the Spirit that raised Jesus from the grave Has raised us to eternity. Our sin is forgiven. We're a child of God. Let's eat, let's drink, and let's give thanks. Can I ask you to stand? And I want you to take a moment to respond. The fine print. Well, it's not hidden, but you know what I mean. It's important. (laughs) You have the Spirit of God. If you don't, you need to talk to me. You certainly need to talk to God. Get that sorted. But if you believed and repented, you have the Spirit. Thank God for that. Would you do that in your hearts? Thank you, God, that I have your Spirit. because we're moved from the physical we're moved in the spiritual realm we have eternity would you think thank god for the gift of eternal life this blessing is twofold it's now god started the work but it's not yet we're going to receive a new body will be complete and in sync with him would you thank god for the now would you thank God for the not yet? And saying thanks is far easier than committing to sanctification, but that's what I'm going to ask you to do. Commit and focus to the process will become more like Jesus. How do we do that? We say yes to the spirit and no to self you make a commitment to the process of being more and more like Jesus every day and finally would you thank God for the comfort of being his child how good is that if our hearts right it'll feel right to be a child of God brings great comfort let's enjoy it make the most of it.